Whenever we have a new experience, a circuit, a connection in our brain and nervous system is created. Your brain is filled with trillions of connections. But don't worry about that, though. Your brain will not explode. Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. Hello, I'm glad you're here. Uh, listen to me, and I'm excited. Hopefully your day is going very well. Today we want to talk about understanding and overcoming habits. Wow, habits is a big thing in our society. Habits are here to stay. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. One thing I've learned is that you have to have healthy habits instead of unhealthy habits. Today we're going to try to talk about habits from different perspectives so I can be able to help you to get better. Obviously the scripture is always true in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is how he or she will live. So I wanted you to understand just the overall view of what it means to understand it and then how you can overcome it. Learn how to make and break habits because it may be easier than you think then it may be a little more difficult. Either way, I hope you get this information today as we have this discussion as we go forward. Because there's a fascinating interaction between our senses, right? Seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting, touching of five senses that's been given to us by God. We're humans. We're not a robot. We have emotions and we have a physical body. But I want you to imagine walking into a department store and a young lady in the beauty department sprays a perfume in your direction. You know, the, the perfume test. She smiles and says, this is our new perfume. It's called Smell Good Number 10. You see her grin, you breathe in the fragrance, and you hear the perfume's name. Perhaps you enjoyed the fragrance, and maybe not. Either way, your body and your brain reacted to that experience, to that smell, to her putting on a card and telling you to sniff it, however that experience happened. Whenever we have a new experience, a circuit, a connection in our brain and nervous system is created. That's incredible. Your brain is filled with trillions of connections. But don't worry about that, though. Your brain will not explode. The smell good number 10 memory connection can remain a long time or it could be lost through disuse. Our brain and our nervous system react in a predictable way. You know, there's some things as, as I'm sharing with you about that, and there's some perfume or cologne smells I haven't smelled in 20, 30 years. But once I smell it again, I either say, yes, I like that, or I say, mm, no, I don't want to smell that. First, I want you to know something. We must experience something new and create new circuits. Two or more brain cells are attracted to one another and a memory or a response is formed. If that experience is repeated, it can become a pattern, a way you behave and respond without even thinking or knowing it. If a pattern is repeated and associated with a reward, 
it develops in what we call a habit. So the thing is this, circuits, patterns, and habits. That's how habits are formed, through our circuitry of our brain, then it becomes a pattern, then it becomes eventually a habit. I want you to listen to this as well. Which shoe did you put on first this morning? Or this afternoon? Or whenever you got up? Whatever shoe you put on first, most likely the shoe you put on, you do it every morning, right? Whether you put on the right or the left, you do it every morning. It's your pattern of behavior. Maybe you have a pattern or routine when you get up in the morning and something you do. What does that mean to you? When you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, have you heard of that expression? <laughs> yes. That's not a good thing, right? Oh, man, I had a bad hair day. or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. What are some of the patterns of behavior you may have? Can you respond? Can you say something? I can't hear you, but I know you can hear me. Do you have a pattern of speech? You may say, like, whatever. <laughs> you know, you have some people just have that certain pattern of speech that they may say. Or you may have a certain pattern of driving. You may drive fast. You may drive slow. Or you may drive like grandma, right? But you're 30 years old. <laughs> okay. You may drive with two hands on the steering wheel. And people are passing you by and honking the horn. Honk, honk. Can you think of other patterns of behavior that you may have? Have you ever... I want you to do something. I, I don't know where you are, what you're doing right now. Uh, you may want to stand. If not, it's all good. Put your arms down by your side and just shake them if you're standing. Now cross your arms in the front of your chest. Notice when your arm is on top and which is on bottom. All right? Next time, okay, go ahead, put it. Now I want you to do this. Again, put your arms down on your side and shake them. But now, change which arm is on top. It should feel a little different or awkward or funny. I did this the other day at a um, local institution I was teaching at, and one guy said, I just feel awkward. It don't feel funny, but you do feel because you're trying to think differently. You understand the change of patterns by crossing your arms. Through practice, you can learn to change your patterns, though. Practice make you better at what you practice at. Sometimes we can practice wrong, but my goal today is to help you to understand and overcome habits so you can practice right and you'll find yourself going in the right direction. You must repeat the new behavior until it becomes a new pattern. It is a matter of concentration and developing new circuits in your brain. I have what I call circuits, patterns, and habits. I want you to know. That's some, one of the things I want you to know as it relates to understanding Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal things. That's what it says. But with all you're getting, you have to get understanding. So the first thing is this. Whenever we experience a, or learn something new, a circuit is formed in our brain and in our nervous system. The second thing is this. When we... When our thoughts, when we have thoughts and experiences and they are repeated, they can become what I call automatic. We develop patterns of thinking and responding. Another thing, when patterns are repeated 
and associated with reward, guess what? They become habits because it is repeated and it an association with the reward. How does it make you feel? That's the reward. How does it help you to look in a certain way? That could be a reward. Then and only then it becomes a habit. Does it give you a buzz? Does it make you feel how you really want to feel? May not be good, may not be bad either, but it becomes what we call habits. What shoe you put on first, how fast you drive, is not a matter of genetics, right? The patterns are developed through repetition. It is not DNA. What does a volleyball have to do with a habit? I want to talk about volleyball. I don't know if you ever played volleyball. I played volleyball in school. I was decent, not great. I love to spike it at the net. What about you? You could be an athlete, and maybe you're not. But I think most people understand the volleyball and so many players on one side and the other side, and they all are trying to get points by spiking it, hitting it on the other person's court and make sure you're inbounds. So as it relates to volleyball, your brain and nervous system develops a process known as serve and return. Imagine that you're on a beach somewhere, we'll say South uh, Carolina, it could be Southern California, uh, it could be the coast of Florida, wherever beach you love to visit, and you bring a bag of volleyballs. You see a lone person by the volleyball net. Most of the time when I go to a place and they got a volleyball court or volleyball uh, set up, I don't see too many people. So I did that the other day. I went somewhere at a, at a uh, neighborhood and said, whoa, I got a volleyball net, but ain't nobody out there. But what if somebody shows up and you tell that stranger, and you take out your volleyball and you position it right and you serve the volleyball and it goes over the net and the stranger never moves a muscle. The ball falls to the sand and the stranger looks at you like nothing ever happened. You think to yourself, hmm, what's going on? What's wrong with him? Let me try it again. Maybe he didn't see me or she. So you reach back in your bag and you pull out a ball and you serve the ball over the net and the stranger never moves a muscle. How long will you continue to serve when no return? How long will you continue to serve? I want you to definitely hear me, and nobody returns it. Soon you will leave and find something else to do, or you may find somebody else to serve too. Habits are nothing more than volleyball of the brain. Quit returning the ball, and everyone goes home home. In the same way, your brain sends out connections that are looking for someone to play ball. If a sale serves up an experience and another sale returns the serve, they connect and a circuit is made. And if these circuits or connections are having fun, more connections join the party. You know, more people come and play, making it harder to break the habit. However, if there is no continuing serve and return, the party breaks up and everyone finds something else to do. The brain connections either disappear, it is what we call synaptic pruning, or they find some other connection to play with. Another thing I want you to know is this. 
you have no genetic makeup that requires you to play ball or forces you to continue a habit. There are no genetic markers that require you to go to the liquor store. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to the liquor store. It is genetic disposition. Oh, not really. Or buy a cube of beer or drink yourself crazy, right? Drug and alcohol abuse, overeating, obsessive behavior are all the natural progress of developing a circuit in your brain, repeating that circuit and multiplying it until it becomes a pattern. When that pattern is repeated and associated with pleasure or reward, it has the potential of becoming a habit. A habit is formed because of a circuit, a pattern, and a brain. As you're listening to me, I want you to get this, right? Those three things, circuits, patterns, and habits. Circuits, patterns, and habits. CPH, understand that. Circuitry, the patterns, and habits. That's why a habit is formed. Now, it could be a good habit. doesn't have to be a bad habit, but it could be a good habit. The worst drug you can take, somebody said, is the first one. If you can get past the first one, then you may be all right. Someone said the current concept of addiction is ill-founded. Our study of the relationship of adverse childhood experiences to adult health status as they studied over 17,000 persons shows addiction to be readily understandable, although largely unconscious attempt to gain relief from well-concealed prior life traumas by using psychoactive materials because it is difficult to get enough of something that requires work. Actually, it is difficult to get enough of something that does not require work. The attempt is ultimately unsuccessful. Know that C, circuitry, patterns, and habits are real. And guess what? They are here to stay. They're not going nowhere. So understanding and overcome habits are very important for you to know. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org, or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. That's 833-435-8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. Here's something else I want to share with you about circuits, patterns, and habits. So every time you ignore a habit, a player leaves the game until no one is playing ball, as we gave the volleyball analogy. So know this, okay? Every time you ignore, that's a key word, ignore a habit, a player leaves the game. And guess what? And nobody is there to play because our brain is constantly adapting and learning. You can learn new habits by ignoring old habits. Very important. One principle says guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. So as you ignore things, you're guarding your heart. You're guarding. But discipline is the key. 
almost like a runner, an athlete. They have to discipline themselves to get in shape and to accomplish a goal in track or football or whatever it may be. So you got to understand every time you ignore a habit, a player leaves the game until no one is playing. The synaptic pruning takes place. Now, if you have a volleyball game going on in your brain and your habit serves up the desire to do something, you know it is wrong. Guess what? Just don't do it. Nike has this commercial, just do it, right? We know that simple. We know what that means. Just do it. But I want to encourage you as you're listening to me today, and I know that if you're still with me, and I'm glad that you are, I want you to know that habits can be broken. Just don't serve and don't pay attention when somebody else is trying to cause your attention to go in the wrong direction, and that's the direction you don't want to go in. Know this, because we don't have to be conformed to this world, but you and I can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that principle, I love one translation in Romans, it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our mind is the key in how we are thinking. Every time you choose not to play, a circuit gets bored and leaves the game looking for someone else to play with. The more you don't practice the habit, the more circuits are erased until it becomes a pattern, right? It becomes a pattern the more you don't practice. <laughs> it reminds me, if you don't know him, A.I., Allen Iverson, back in the day, they marked him because he was on TV. You know, he's a professional. He's retired now basketball players for the Philadelphia 76ers that had him on the news about practice because he skipped practice. He said, practice? Practice? Who needs practice? Practice? Man, you talking about practice? I mean, they put him on the news like every day for a long time because he didn't show up for practice. So know this. The more you don't practice the habit, the more circuits are erased until the habit becomes a pattern. If you continue to refuse to play ball, the pattern begins to break down and eventually becomes few circuits. That's so important going forward. It breaks down. Understand this, as we're talking about understanding and overcoming habits. You and I have the ability to understand, because the principal's already told us, and I'm gonna share it with you again, Wisdom is the principal thing in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. But with all you're getting, get understanding. Here's another thing I want you to know today. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Remember this. Everyone likes a good volleyball game. Every athlete that plays volleyball. Anybody that is really into volleyball, I got several friends that love volleyball. They played it in high school, played it in college, and... I love to watch volleyball. Actually, I like the Olympics. I like beach volleyball. I like indoor volleyball. I mean, these guys and, and ladies are just incredible athletes. But remember, everyone likes a volleyball game, or you like to watch it, or you like to play it. Circuits that have played ball gotten bored and moved on, right? Still like a good game. <laughs> Circuits that have played ball, they gotten bored and moved on, but still like a good game. 
They are ready and willing to play once you return the ball that your desire has served you. So if that desire within all of us is serving so we can play the game again, you are not destined by your genetic code to drink, do drugs, or overeat, or do any negative pattern or habit. It is not your destiny. You just don't have to play ball. You don't have to serve. You don't have to allow that cycle. I call it a cycle to continue. You can break the cycle. Not only break it, guess what? You can destroy the cycle. One of my favorite passages, I believe is in Isaiah, the, the anointing, it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. So that cycle, which I want you to remember, you don't have to continue it. Don't give your circuits the opportunity to play ball. Evil communications corrupt good morals. It does that. So don't give it an opportunity. If you're finding yourself weak, you don't need to give your circuits that opportunity. If you find yourself in a bad place, just find a way not to give your circuitry that opportunity to play ball. Evil communication corrupt good morals. If you want to be better, just don't go in that direction. It's a choice. Life is full of choices. I know sometimes choices are not always easy to make, but guess what? You have the ability. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You can make the right choice. When you desire to play ball, redirect your attention to something else. That's so important. I love one passage in, I think it's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Verse 6 talks about anxiousness. Verse 7 talks about prayer and uh, keep guarding your heart, giving your heart to the right source, which is God. But verse 8 talks about this. When I say when you desire to play ball, redirect your attention to something else, you can change your thoughts, which means your life will be changed. Whatsoever things are just, honest, pure, and lovely, guess what? You can think on those things. That's a powerful passage. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, if there be any praise, any virtue, think on these things. That word think means to dwell on those things, and your life will go in a better direction. Or guess what? You can call somebody to encourage you, or you can encourage them. Iron sharpeneth iron, a powerful principle. When I am a person that loves to help somebody, somebody eventually will help me. I believe what you give out it will be given back to you. If you show mercy, you're going to receive mercy. So know that you can call somebody. I believe in community. Community is connectivity. When you connect to the right community, I'm going to say a faith community is going to help you to get better and encourage you to help somebody else. Do something to get your mind off your desires and on something that is positive and good. Sometimes you got to do... You got to, you know, give a lifeline out to somebody. You know, you got to call somebody. You got to do 411, 911, call a friend. You know, they have that little show, Call a Friend, I believe, whatever it's called. But I remember that. Uh, you got a lifeline because we cannot do life by ourselves. Nobody is a stranger, an island. Uh, you can make friends. You can get better. And you must know that. As we have talked about today, you have no genetic genetic code or disposition per se 
that requires you to play ball or forces you to continue a habit. You know, nobody uh, is born addicted to anything. But eventually, as we grow in life, we become addicted to a lot of things. That includes Lottie Dottie and everybody. I think we, we, I think we say that in the military. I was in the Army for so long. Lottie Dottie and everybody. That means everybody got something going on. And part of our mission as a church, part of our, our goal is to help hurting people. Because people are hurting. You can't see it, but it's on the inside. So our goal is to help hurting people. You have the power and ability to refuse to play ball. I'm still talking about volleyball, though, right? You can't control your habits, patterns, and circuits. There's something about see, touch, taste, smell, and hear. Those things are part of our senses, and it makes us feel good, or it makes us feel not so good. But it's important to know that you can walk by faith and not by sight. You can walk by the truth instead of walk by how you feel. Feelings are definitely fickle. Feelings are up and down, just like the weather. I don't know where you live at, what side of town, but it depends on if you're on the west side, if you're on the north side. It may rain on the west side, but it doesn't rain on the north side. It may rain on the east side, but not on the south side. Isn't that crazy? I know it is. You know, This weather sometimes is just unpredictable. Guess what? Our feelings can be the same way. They are unpredictable. So we really should not live by our feelings. We should live by putting our faith in God. And if your faith is weak, hear God, hear the word. And I'm glad you're with me today. I'm here to help your faith to be stronger, help you to have faith in something substantive, not something that's shallow. This is something that is important to know because my mission and my goal today with this particular discussion is to help you to understand and how and the possibility of you and I breaking habits. Habits, habits, habits. Turning unhealthy habits into healthy habits. It is possible. Anything is possible to that person that believes. I think all things are possible. So habits have ruined families, lives. Habits have called people to spend all of their money Habits, I'm talking about negative habits or bad habits, but there are good habits. I want to create circuits and patterns and habits of good habits, habits called treating people how they should be treated, loving people even though people don't love you back. Those are good habits. Those are good circuits, patterns, and habits to develop. Being a better person, going from bad, right, to better, to best, because we all have made bad decisions. But I think the ultimate goal is to leave that bad place to get to a better place, then you'll get to the best place. Now, I don't know your best place today, whatever that is to you, you know that, but I want you to know, and I want to encourage you, you can get to the best place that you've ever been. Because I do believe with the right framework in your mind, you can get to the best place that you've ever been in your life. Because that old thought, I, I say it a lot, the best is yet to come. We don't know what's gonna to happen tomorrow, but one thing I do know is that if you and I make it to tomorrow, we can make it the best day we have ever had in our life. Being thankful and understanding the power of understanding. I'm a person that likes to get understanding. I hate clutter. I do not like to be confused because God is the author of peace 
He's not the author of confusion. So as we go forward in this lesson today, in this discussion, thank you for being with me. I do appreciate it. I want to give you some takeaways. My behavior is a result of three things, circuits, patterns, and habits. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your habits has nothing to do with your genetic code. Your brain is constantly adapting and learning. You can eliminate habits by not playing ball with them. Circuits, like playing a ball game, will never reconnect when you return the serve. So don't return the serve. <laughs> and guess what? The last thing is this. You can take responsibility and reject behavior that could reestablish destructive circuits, patterns, and habits. And know this. Don't grow weary in well-doing. You can reap if you faint not. Today, I hope you understood, and I hope you know that you can break habits. So the next time you're with me, next week, we're going to talk about what's on your mind. And I'm looking forward to you being with me, and I want to break it down. Whatever is on your mind, I don't know yet, but I know there is something on your mind we're going to talk about. I look forward to seeing you then. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right.